Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I am thrilled to be inviting back to the show Barry and Gayla Gordon. Listen, these two have been around the block for many years. They've worked with some of the most well-known teachers in the world and have been teaching others their deep wisdom for a very long time. Wisdom that, in my opinion, is really lacking in our modern world. We are quick to change directions, our thoughts are fleeting, and fewer are rooted in thoughts of joy. In fact, most are swimming around in lots of fear, anxiety, and overwhelm. The collective as a whole is a freaking mess, in my opinion. <laughs> so many people lack joy, they lack discernment, they lack direction. It's what Cal Newport calls a distracted, unfocused, and fractured society. So is all hope lost? Absolutely not. In fact, 2020's pandemic, to me, was a huge wake-up call. It's a gift in disguise to see the woes of our ways and really learn how to see, feel, and experience the world in the way it was meant to be experienced. But it's hard. It's hard to find people, right? It's hard to find teachers that are rooted in authentic knowledge with lineage that ties back to the sages. How do you do it? How in the world do you find what your soul seeks in a sea of sameness? And there's quite a few charlatans out there seeking to make a buck teaching surface nonsense. Insert Barry and Gala. I had the pleasure of spending time with them before the pandemic. I've known them for a while now. I even ambushed them by dragging my mom and dad along to our afternoon of fun. And they were so gracious, gracious enough to invite us into their home, make us a delicious meal. Turns out Barry used to own a vegetarian restaurant back in the 70s. Who knew? A guy of so many damn talents. And they bestowed upon us their years and years of seeking, teaching, and incredibly sage advice, something so lacking in our modern world. That's why I wanted to bring them back onto the show today and share with you how they can give us joy and teach us their wisdom on how to find positivity in our life. Real quick, I wanna make a few announcements. General enrollment for my online course, Mastering Feng Shui is open until this Sunday, and then the cart closes. If you want to learn the art of creating a home that supports you and your dreams and fills you with that positive energy that many of you are seeking, now's the time to enroll. The course goes live at the end of April. And I would be remiss if I did not mention the Patreon page. So many of you email us monthly wanting to know and learn more about feng shui and how you can set up your home with uplifting energy 
There's no other club out there that will provide you with more wisdom and teachings at such an incredible value as this page. I offer extended cuts of the podcast, full video tutorials, Q&A, and teaching tips from my adventures in design and real estate. There literally is no other place that you're gonna learn as much as you will here for such a small price. My client and friend Carol actually sums it up pretty brilliantly. Amanda, I cannot believe what you are doing and how much you are giving away for such a nominal price. This site is incredible and as usual, you have underpromised and way over-delivered. Thanks, Carol. You freaking rock. So if you're interested in learning more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Amanda Gates Feng Shui. Alrighty, back to the regularly scheduled program. In 2021, the gifts will continue to come if we choose to see them. But we have to slow down. Why? Because this year in particular is a year of acceleration. Short-sightedness, rash decisions are just a few things that you're going to experience if you're not cultivating your chi. The ruling planet this year is Mercury. He's quick-witted. He moves really quickly. And let me tell you, this guy can be a real trickster. Things can and will change on a dime. So in order to navigate this wisely, you must have the ability to discern. But how do you do that? When you're consumed in anxiety, fear, and worry. And let me tell you, that's where a lot of the collective is. And if you're not careful, you'll end up in that soup. So how do you break away from it all and take that silent listen from your heart? You work with Barry and Gala. That's how. So in today's show, we're going to talk about how to focus on joy and the concept of tapping into a joyful heart. How to eliminate what doesn't serve you, cut through the bullshit, and really get to the heart of the matter, which is happiness, positivity, and tapping into that cultivated chi that will never serve you wrong. Are you ready to have more joy in your life? Uh, hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, Gayla and Barry, welcome back to the show. Thank hey, you, thanks. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. super excited to have you on. Um, we were just talking... Uh, before I started the recording about, you know, just everything that's going on with the pandemic and all the craziness. And, you know, I'm seeing it with people that listen to the show is they're really getting worked up in a froth. Their energy is very, very frenetic. And, you know, they don't have the spiritual tools to really take a step back and say, okay, you know, what are we learning from this experience? What, what, what can we really see from this experience? And I was saying how your combined knowledge, my goodness, we're, we're talking close to 200 years worth of information <laughs> in your brains, it's you know, yeah. What have you, what has this pandemic been like for you? I mean, it, I have to imagine that with all of the experience that you have, you have so much to pull from to really be able to take a step back and say, this is what you do. Don't get worked up in a froth. What's been working for you? Huh. Actually, it's going to sound strange to some people, but we're doing better than we've ever done. Ever. Done. ever. Yeah. I love it. Because, and I think there's a reason for it. Because when it started, uh, lucky for me, (laughs) 
Uh, lucky for me, I had just ordered a book, and I'm not here to sell a book, but I'll tell you, it's been really helpful. And that's Pam Grove's book called Think and Grow Rich. And um, it's not about getting more money <laughs> at all. That's not what it's about. It's about tuning into joy, regardless of, you know, in fact, when you tune into joy, you have more joy, no matter what's going on outside your sphere of influence. I mean, people get all worked up, like you said, over things of, over which they have no control. Yeah. They, they get all worked up and we don't get all worked up. That's, I think, the difference. We just don't get all worked up. We know what's going on. We send our prayers and blessings to everyone, but we don't get all worked up. And I'm now 80 years old as of August. Yay! Yeah, really. Yay. And I don't, I know I don't look it. You I don't. Start. My goodness, you look, if I had to guess, when I first met you, I thought you were maybe 60. Like, girlfriend, whatever you're doing, it's working. <laughs> now she's even younger. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's another whole story. Yeah. Um, that's not for this show. But, but. The, the truth of the matter is, I have never in my 80 years on this planet had such a long-lasting and kind of indelible sense of contentment, of joy, of peace, of love, and of gratefulness. And that's mm. just, those are just the things at the top of the list. And the list goes on and on and on. It's amazing. It's really amazing. And, you know, I did a meditation the other day um, out on my deck where the sun was coming down. So it was just about hitting my third eye and I was just breathing in joy and breathing out joy. And it was like, and then the siren went off or a helicopter went by and it was just like, ah, thank goodness we are in peace here. No matter what else is going on in the world, we are in peace here. And I think the here I'm talking about is in our hearts. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's in our yeah. hearts. Now I'm and, curious, you've been able to really tap in and tune in to this. Mm -hmm. You can hear it in your voice, the, the immense gratitude and contentment, which I think a lot of people are seeking. And I'm curious, could you tap into this same energy 40 years ago? No, I couldn't. I could what, Barry could. I could because of some experiences that I had. Right. But and I could do it. Not as good as I can now. Not as well as I can. You know, now. I yeah. I could have it for moments. A tap in, yes, certainly for moments. Moments of ecstasy, moments of nirvana, even. I mean, uh, um, really transcendent, incredible, spiritual, um, beyond the beyond moments. Yes. There were many, 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 many of those. I was a mystic and a shaman way back when. But what I'm talking about now is something I've never experienced before. And that is a fundamental, fundamental sense of contentment, of joy, of peace, and of love, and of gratitude. Now, did you get this from the book? Or do you no, think this no, is no, your no. years well, of experience? Well, the book is great. The book... <clears throat> Book, you know, 
if it didn't resonate with a person, they wouldn't get anything from it. I know people who have read her books and come away with nothing. Nothing. And mm. it astounds me because when I read <laughs> I go, oh, yay, wow, this is wonderful. Yeah. And we just happened to get it just as the pandemic was starting. So I would, she, she just kind of, I just kept tuning in to the universe, tuning into the wonders of the universe. And Barry and I live a life of synchronicity. I mean, synchronicity is not a rare occurrence. It happens how many times a day? Well, it happens like every day. <laughs> every day. But, you know, one thing people need to think about synchronicities is that most of them are, are seemingly small. In other words, they, they just the little things that happen during the day when you really look at them, many of them, you would think back, how did that happen that way? You know? That was just so magically coincidental when actually, you know, coincidence is often used as a word to uh, put down synchronicity, right? Right. But really all coincidence means is things are happening at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and, and everything and, is coincidence because every single thing within our awareness is happening at the same, at time. The same time, like right <laughs> now, yeah. right? Yeah. It already well, happened. synchronicity, I mean, you can't really uh enjoy it you can't really have that magical moment if you're not even paying attention if you're so worked up in that froth that we were talking about you can't right. take a step back and go oh my god right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. right. exactly exactly right. You, you, you have to be in your heart center actually to experience the synchronicity and the best way to get mm -hmm. into the heart center is through joy mm. the best way to get there so let's talk about that. I mean, you've got, you, you teach courses on this and we talked about that in the last show. The, the what's so funny is we did uh, on the end of the, the tail end of the show, we started laughing and I started laughing so hard. I couldn't stop. I mean, it was just so much fun. Um, right. It's contagious, but you know, for those that are listening to this going, well, that's great. Y'all can do that. You can tap into joy and y'all can find that contentment, but how do I do it? I'm, I'm freaking out. So well, for the course, it's really simple and anybody can do it. We guarantee it, guarantee it, guarantee it. So what is, you know, for those I mean, that are some kind of resistant people in our course, last course we did on the joy, joy, it was called joy SOS, by the way. And we did it we were doing going to do a joy course anyway. What was the original original one called? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> we have a banner. <laughs> yeah. We even had a banner for it. Living in luck. L living in luck. Living in luck, living in joy. Because when you're more joyful, you're more lucky, that's for sure. And when you're lucky, you automatically feel joyful, right? So those two go yeah, you know, together really well. People don't know that luck is actually a real energy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but the point being, so we that's the course we were just about to teach when the pandemic hit and it was like wow. uh oh you know this isn't an alignment this is a you know so then we did joy sos like this can save you from you know the the alternatives <laughs> and it was a 12-week course it was wonderful it was really really wonderful and um we just only had what 10 people or something yeah something 15 like that. maybe i think some of them were online um so it was small, it was intimate, and now it's recorded so people can actually do it on their own time schedule with us, you know. So it's on demand. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to, we'll probably do some live parts of it again, though, too. Oh, yeah. If people want to take the course, we'll throw some live. 
because um, you know you the best way to learn is through relationship. You know, it's through interacting with other people, and you can read a book and you can watch videos and you get something out of them. But when you're interacting with another person who can guide you, that's a, a, a whole nother level of, of experience. Because, you know, like you were talking about people who are all so freaked out and they think, well, how, you can do that, but I can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's true. Sometimes you can't do it on your own. Mm. Because you're so caught up in the energy that was generated by being triggered into fear. All the freak out is just another word for fear, really. Right. And so it actually takes being in relationship with someone who's not in that fear, in that freak out state, to help you guide you and guide you out of it back to your heart, back to your center, back to yourself. Where love and joy resides <clears throat> always. Normally. Always there. And that doesn't discount the fact that you can feel incredible heartfelt sorrow, grief, anger. You know, it's, it's not like it's Pollyanna of, oh, I'm just going to be a happy little fool. It's not like that at all. Yeah, it isn't like that. Well, and didn't you create this course? Because, Gailey, you went through a tremendous period of grief in your life, correct? Well, I originally created this course back in 1995. My daughter had passed in 1993. And mm -hmm. I had been going to all kinds of grief groups, including some spiritual ones, Buddhist ones, all kinds of ones. And every time I would come out of the group feeling worse than I went in. And oh. And on one of the last ones, there was a woman there whose daughter had passed 16 years earlier, and that woman had not laughed since. Oh, goodness gracious. And I knew that was not what my daughter would be wishing for me. Right. And I wasn't feeling particularly joyful about it either. Mm. It was okay. So about that time, lucky for me, I saw a video of Dr. Kataria, who started the laughter yoga in India. And how big, and I watched that video over and over and over and over again until I felt like I had been there with him and was in his spirit and aligned with him. And then I started the Joy of Laughing Club, the first Joy of Laughing Club, or the first laughing club in Northern California. And that was in 1995. And I did it at the senior center in Sebastopol. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful. And anyway, um, that I called the joy of laughing. How and why to laugh, even though, and especially if, it's no laughing matter. Yeah. And that's what Joy SOS is, the same thing. How to find joy, even though, and especially if, these are really challenging times. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really struggling because, you know, they've kind of put the spiritual stuff aside, like, oh, 
that stuff's a little too woo woo. That stuff's a little yeah, too that's weird. That's when they need it the most. That's when they need it the most. And, that's when and they need it the most. I it's find people who don't have a spiritual connection yes. who are suffering the most. Yeah, they don't have yeah. the tools. They don't. Right. They're, right. When I say spiritual, I do not mean religious. Right. I do not. <laughs> Let's just be really clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And Barry, what have you been doing? What's been working for you and bringing you joy and contentment and happiness other than being with Gala? Who loves- <laughs> oh, you, you know, that's funny. See that synchronicity? Because yeah, that was my first thought. I was going to say, well, I'm hanging out with Gala. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then if you ask me, I would say, yeah. you know, hanging out with you. So I really We definitely sick. feed each other's joy. Yeah, and I yeah. really, really am compassionate. I mean, I was single. For, I'm, you know, Barry and I got married when I was seven uh, years old. Seven, Seventy. Seventy, 70 years old. <laughs> Oh, 70 years old and um and now i'm 80 so we've had 10 years together which is really amazing in itself um and but, it's amazing uh, to see love like this like it just it's so divinely planned and and to know that gayla you said when i came to your house that you had told your friend i just really want to meet someone like barry like i told his relationship at yeah the at the time, time right? i was telling her and well, it's over, fantastic. Be like Barry. I never ever thought it would be Barry. I but it's no fantastic idea. for all the women who are listening who are like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to find love. There you go. Two in love people in their 80s. I think you never magical. know. Right. And we have, we have, we teach a course in relationship too. We actually do uh, private. We've had now a group from New Jersey come, a group, five people. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Um, on relationships, you know. Well, we do private kind of uh, retreats, retreats on that. Yeah. yeah. But people can but. come and stay with us for a week. And So other than Gayla being your, your joy factor, what else has worked for you, Barry? Well, you know, I, I was very lucky that I died. Right. I was going to ask you, you about know? that and how you've been able to pull from that experience. So Barry had an NDE for those who are listening. I did in Vietnam and um, he drowned. I drowned. Yeah. Actually it was a a murder attempt. Um, And uh, so that experience really solidly set me into a, a knowingness that I'm just living a story, a movie. It's like I'm rowing down a river and the river, it's got its own current, but I do have oars. <laughs> and so most of the time I'm just floating with the current, like people are doing right now. Media is taking them down the river. I would say they're swimming upstream. They're not going with the current. <laughs> well, I would say they're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, they're, they're, they're actually flowing in the river that the media That's is right. creating yes. in their yeah. minds. That's the wrong right. direction. They're going, the, they're, they're going the wrong direction, right? Well, they're, but you know, this is something that it was hard for me to understand, but now they understand it. It's something to be remembered always. Every single person is trying and doing the right thing as best they know how. 
And that's always true. Even if a person, somebody like, I used to use the thing, Jeffrey Dahmer, 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 you know, in his own mind, he was justified. I've always said justification is one of the most dangerous words in our language because the human mind is so creative. It can justify absolutely anything. But if you can justify anything, you might as well justify joy. Amen. (laughs) There you go. Well, this is a very important thing to understand about even Jeffrey Dahmer or whoever, or whatever that you might think is heinous or um, in the wrong political party or the wrong whatever, you know, people that you just don't understand and you think they are all wrong. And, you know, everybody thinks they know the right thing and are doing the right thing. It, it, it really yeah, many t- paradigms go ahead Joe. it really it really takes an understanding of how your subconscious mind works right. to be able to then step back and take a look at yourself scary <laughs> well no see that's the thing it's scary when you are caught up in your subconscious, your subconscious mind is actually running your life most of the time. We don't have very many moments when we're consciously choosing, and especially when you're in fear, it's impossible to consciously choose. You know, yeah. you're because you're designed not to be able to consciously choose in fear. You're designed to react so that you will stay alive in situations in which thinking is way too slow. You know, so we're kind of at the mercy of our genetics in many ways, but we don't have to be because humans have the power to step back. So that was one of the things I learned in that near death and having a, subsequently a couple of years later, having a very um, powerful Kundalini blowout, you know, <laughs> so um, and it, it, And from all of that, and then like, you know, becoming a full-time meditator for quite a while, um, I really learned to, even when I get triggered, which happens to all of us, I don't care who you are. I mean, I don't believe there's anybody at such a high spiritual level that they never get triggered. I agree. There There might be somebody, but I haven't personally met no. them yet it's not yeah. us, even the sure. dalai lama says he gets triggered you know yeah. so but the triggering gets less and less and less less shorter and shorter times shorter times right yeah because, agree. Yeah. because if you practice if you take on a practice first you have to make the decision it has to be a conscious decision which you can make in the moments when you're not freaked out a conscious decision that you are going to learn how to step back, become a witness, uh, a viewer, uh, the director of your story. And then you have to decide that I'm willing to look at myself clearly and honestly. And then you have to decide, how am I going to do that? Well, you usually need a teacher of some kind to start that process and because because your subconscious mind don't forget is 
subconscious yeah and also uh, the other name for it is the hidden brain. brain and this is the part that's running the show it's all of your preconditioning all of your thoughts your memories your emotions all of your belief systems all these things that you think make up who you are but in actuality it's just you you were a sponge you came in like a sponge and people told you do this, don't do that, this is good, this is not good. And even if you decide to go in the opposite direction, it was due to conditioning. So you've got this whole huge storehouse, to use the movie analogy, full of film <laughs> that you know, you're know you reacting to. And then the, the job of your conscious mind is to justify how you're reacting to your conditioning. Well, I, I, don't, I see that what I'm saying is the job of your conscious mind See, I think the, re, the, the judgments, the, the, the reactions are actually also subconscious trying to uh, bring you back into some kind of uh, homeostasis, you know, but the, the conscious mind is the one that is supposed to be watching because everything's happening in the present moment. It's gone before you even know it. Hmm. It, 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 there's a present moment oh wait no here i am that was then you know so the conscious mind though if it makes the decision to be honest and to look at it clearly then it and it practices for me it took meditation practice there may be some people who don't need that but for me it really took meditation practice to be able to step back. Now, I might've had a little bit of um, a push that helped me from that near death and the Kundalini experience, but um, really it's the constant decision to have a practice where you do step back and you, you learn to step back through the meditative process, whatever meditative process you use, you then, your responsibility as a conscious mind is to notice what's happening and then if it's not something that brings you joy, brings you happiness, or puts you back into a state of bliss, which are not the same things, then why allow that conditioning to continue? You need to, it's your job to contain that conditioning, to change that conditioning, to change your conditioning so that you're acting from love, not fear. Now, what if somebody doesn't recognize this? Maybe they think that what they're doing is fantastic. How do they break away from that and take that step back so that they can actually discern correctly? Well, they may not be able to if they actually think and believe strongly enough that and that whatever they're doing is fantastic. They're justifying it. <laughs> yeah, they're justifying it. And, you know, we all, so we can't blame anybody for anything, really. Okay. Because everybody's doing the best they know how to do. Yes. The subconscious mind. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It might not seem that way to, to. No, it might not be the best that I would want them to do or think they should do or anything or that you would right. or that mm -hmm. anybody else would like, you know, think of the most heinous person in the world, you know, but from their point of view, they're doing the right thing. So you can't really make anybody wrong for being whoever they are. Not, I mean, how could you? Right. So how yeah. do we, if we, if we get to this point to where we can recognize, okay, I'm, I'm working from the subconscious mind mm -hmm. and we recognize those, 
belief systems and conditioning and things like that, maybe we can extract it by the use of working with a teacher who can help us recognize Mm -hmm. those things and take that step back. How do we then take that information and start turning it into um, playing less of the victim and finding more of the, okay, I can see why this is happening. And and I can, I can glean from that, the joy and the gifts and, and find that peace from it. Well, actually, there are lots and lots of answers to that question because it isn't just one question, one answer. Answer. Um, in fact, you know, we were talking this morning. We're teaching feng shui, uh, the you know the shamanic feng shui, and also the joy and how one is interrelated with the other. Mm-hmm. You know how. Um, well, Professor Lin's teaching was really a whole shamanic teaching, and. Yeah. Um, you know, he always taught the five ways to change your chi. Now, what you, being energy, what you were asking vitality. is, why would a person even think about changing their chi? Actually, you yeah, know, well, that's another story. See, that's another right. They, they have to get to that point. Yeah, at least it's just like an alcoholic doesn't change until they hit the bottom, and even then they might not. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. right. We're, we're all addicted. Everybody's addicted to something, and we're definitely addicted. To thinking we're right. To thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just ask me. So yeah. but right, that's really. the truth. What I yeah. said is actually yeah. the truth. Be- well, and people are addicted to their stream of consciousness, you right. know, to their sub to the way that they react to the it, world. To- it's, it's called a paradigm. And there are many, 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 many paradigms ex- coexisting on this earth. Not always coexisting harmoniously, of course, but just any belief system that is backed up by a other group of people, be it a religious group or a political group or a metaphysical group or a spiritual group or any kind of group, any kind of um, belief system that is your fundamental way of being in the world, that you've got other people saying the same thing, saying, yeah, we're doing it, we're on the right path, we're good. that's a paradigm. And these paradigms, you can think of them as bubbles of consciousness that go around bumping into each other, you know, and sometimes better or worse. One paradigm is trying to punch a hole in the other paradigm's bubble, right? All the time. And that's what, you know, that's what every conflict is about. One paradigm bumping into another paradigm. So is there a solution? Can we smooth these out? Paradigm like being good to the earth or, or extracting everything we get kept from the earth. You know, I mean, there's paradigms within paradigms within paradigms. And can they ever yeah. coexist in harmony? Well, they have at well, various times. Well, actually, they're, they're actually always coexisting. Well, that, see, they have in harmony. Coexist, so, existing yeah, at the same, same time. time. And, and, and in harmony, that's Isn't an interesting that? concept because, you know, things are either resonant or not resonant, right? Or, or neutral. And, and so... Um, but the thing is, all we can do, this is what I believe anyway, all we can do is develop ourselves. Find our own truth. I can't, I can't really help anybody else directly. You know, I can just continually create an energetic space that is filled with love, that's filled with acceptance, that's filled with compassion, that's filled with joy. 
and bliss and happiness. It's or just a, our paradigm. That's all yeah. it is. It's mm -hmm. our paradigm mm -hmm. that we've created. And we're inviting others to come pop into, into not pop our bubble, but pop into our bubble with us if they want to. And, you and know, it's a Zen haven. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So it's like dropping a stone in the water and then the ripples go out, right? Well, those everybody's actually dropping stones in the water with every thought. Right. You know, and every mm -hmm. emotion, right? So there's going to be some uh, way that my waves affect other people because Absolutely. it's going to interact with their waves. And hopefully somehow I'll help someone get back to their heart center. I can only just keep working on it. You know, I, uh, you can't force it. You can keep right. talking about it, of course, you know, but if you talk to people who aren't interested in it, you're just wasting your time, right? So mostly it's creating it on a feeling, emotional, uh, spiritual level, you know, creating that energy, that love energy, that acceptance, compassion uh -huh. energy, the um, happiness and joy. So it's true, like you came to our house, which is even nicer now than when you were here. We've done some more you work like the on wood it. floors. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we've created a certain energy here. But when, you but, know, when we even when service people come through the front door, like they might be in the real estate business or some other business that they're seeing people all mm -hmm. the time, like we're getting new windows. We had a window guy come in to see if, you know, he was going to get the job, which he did. And anyway, um, they walk in and they feel something. They say, wow, this house feels different. Yeah, it's love. It? Yeah, well, it's more. And that is yeah. real feng shui. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And That's I will say, mm -hmm. uh, for the audience, uh, I my parents live in Arizona, which is where uh, Gayla and Barry live. And so I took the opportunity to um, crash at their house and, and go, I, I crashed the party and showed up with my parents so that we could hang out for an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely de delightful. I think I came in either October or November and the weather was delightful. We sat outside and uh, Barry used to own a vegetarian restaurant, which is fantastic because I'm a vegetarian. But what I loved about the experience is that I drag my mom to all of these, you know, woo people. I take her to sound baths and Reiki healers and astrologers. And like, she's very scientific, black and white. And she's such a sport. She goes along for the ride always. And so I didn't even tell her about you guys. I just said, we're going to go see these people in Prescott and you're going to have a lot of fun. And she knows, AKA, this is code for, oh, we're going to see some more <laughs> spiritual people <laughs> of Amanda's. And so my dad was like, can I come? And I was like, uh, well, let me call and find out. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know what the program is. And so I was so shocked that my dad wanted to come. And it was great because, you know, my mom's used to me dragging her around to all these different things. Like when we go to Sedona, oh, good Lord, like she sees some <laughs> weird stuff. Um, 
But I was shocked because my dad, you know, he's like this hardcore uh, meat eater and, you know, blue collar American. And we, when we left, he was like, that was a lot of fun. Barry was really cool, man. That was, those were some far out conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I just loved it. And it was, you know, we were talking about the house and the feeling and just the, you yeah. know, they just, they really had a really good time. And I thought that's energy. It is when it's right you know it, you feel yep. it. Yep. And yep. Yep. to me, when I can get in, you know, and, and they, they've really come around and, and, you know, I've been, I call it weird my whole life. You know, I'm not, I've never been in the, the normal uh, crowd. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has always said like, I'm her weird spiritual creative child. And for her. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it was just great because I've seen a huge transition in them over the years because of me and, and me taking them and, and, you know, teaching them the, all these things and how much more open they've become. And, and like, um, tonight I, I'm actually going to be working with a shaman, uh, who's in Hawaii. And, um, I texted my mom. She was like, Hey, can, can I call you a little bit later? And I'm like, no, I'm talking to a shaman. And she just, okay, we'll talk a little bit later. Whereas 20 <laughs> years ago, she would have been like a who and a what. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to see them transform. And, and I love seeing that when, when you work with someone and you can see that light bulb kind of go off in that moment where they're like, okay, I get this now. I see where you're coming from. You know, I thought you were just shouting from the rooftops about it's all about love and joy. And, you know, they're sitting over here going, yeah, whatever, weirdo. Like, we don't understand how to tap into that. But when they get it and the light bulb comes on, it's like you see the magic in their eyes. Right. It's true. And that to me is the energy. That's what Professor mm, used to always talk right. about is that to me is true feng shui it's i think so many people think feng shui is just the house it's just the environment and it's so much more than that exactly right yeah and that that yeah, feeling actually, yeah go ahead yeah the uh course 24 class course that we did on shamanic feng shui it's really amazing it was really amazing um you could listen to the testimonials you can see them where feelfreefast.com where is it um, right, it's on a page uh, under classes called Shamanic Feng Shui. Okay. If, if you go to feelfreefast.com and then click on classes and then Shamanic Feng Shui, you can see that. Right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, it's, it is life transforming. There's no doubt about it. Oh, and th we want to thank you because we've gotten several student students, even since the class has ended, who are now taking it online, you know, yeah. doing recordings, uh, thanks to your, this wonderful podcast of yours. Yeah, we've so got much. a big audience. We got yeah. it. We got, we're, we're growing in our weirdos. A <laughs> hundred monkeys are coming along, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably growing because people really need what you're doing. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had the show for 10 years and I remember when I first started and I, uh, you know, I, I talked to this, um, one of my very first guests was, um, this psychologist who used hypnotherapy and EFT in her sessions. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember 
like I, it just fell on deaf ears. Nobody understood it. They didn't get it. And they didn't understand why she was doing hypnotherapy. And, and Carol was doing hypnotherapy because she was trying to figure out why they were carrying things from past lives into this life. Life, yeah. And she would be able to fix them in one or two therapy sessions as opposed to seeing them for 30 years. And I was like, oh my God, you're on to something. <laughs> yeah. So, bad business model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bad business but, model. Yeah. That's, I know. We always end up in bad business models. Right. Because we, we fix, we <laughs> fix people <laughs> so fast. Right. But uh, now I'm noticing that more and more people, the audience is growing and growing because they do, they need this valuable information. They, yeah. you know, they, I think they have been looking on the outside, looking in and, and saying, oh, well, you're just saying this love stuff. And, you know, you're, you're looking at the stars and talking this feng shui stuff. And, and they haven't really taken the time to understand it, but now they're hungry for it. They, they, the old systems, the old, where they would find their answers isn't working anymore. And right. so they're, they're coming around to this spiritual stuff and going, wow, mm -hmm. this feels meaningful. This feels different this feels full and that's when that light bulb goes on and you're like you're you're there you're getting there you're you're starting to understand now that's true so that to me is the beauty of coming to a place where uh it's an old i can't i think it's by anonymous but it, it's uh returning to a place and seeing it for the first time i think it's a, mm. a japanese quote um and it's so true you know returning to something and, and going Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I understand this. Exactly. Yeah. And then the next time you return to it, you go, oh, yeah. And now fact, I understand I this. Always tell people, <laughs> and then the next time it's, you know, I, like, I always tell our students yeah. if anything is shamanic, and shamanic means, by the way, um, tapping into energy, unseen energy, actually communicating with the universe in a way that affects us on the mundane, normal, ordinary plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word shamanic. And anyway, um, I always tell people, I lost my train of thought. What? Yeah, what do you always tell people? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> about so, shamanic about, training. We can. Oh, oh, yeah. If you've got a book or uh, a course or anything like that, that's shamanic. You should always repeat it, read it three times, repeat the course three times, whatever it is, because the first time you are exposed to anything, especially if it's something new, uh, then your brain is wired. The way you take information in is your brain is wired to filter out and put everything into a category of either long-term memory or short-term memory or no memory at all. This is meaningful to me or it's not meaningful to me. I agree with this. I don't agree with that. Category, category, category. So that's what every page, every word on every page of any book or even if it's coming from another media, that's what, how you're absorbing the information. And obviously that doesn't go too deep. The second time you visit it, you don't have to go through that process anymore. You've already made all those decisions. So now it sinks in a little bit more. Now you can relate to it a little bit more without any of the resistance, without any of the questioning, without any of the doubts or joy or whatever it is, you're just, He's absorbing it more. The third time 
it can really settle into your heart. Then it can become part of who you are. Then you can really relate to it in a way like, I understand this. And even then, that does not make you a master. I mean, there's some kind of a meme on the internet that if you read five or seven or 12 ten, books, ten, yeah. I don't know what the Whatever number is, is right. it changes, different mm -hmm. people say different things, you're an expert. Well, you may be an expert with knowledge, but knowledge is really only skin deep. It's the wisdom that counts, the wisdom that's behind the knowledge. Then when you've got wisdom, then you can discern what knowledge is really, really real and what knowledge is just, you know, for some purpose that, that may or may not be in resonance. Yeah, I agree. Because I think so many people, they turn to the internet and they read a couple of articles and they think, oh, I have knowledge. Right. But they don't understand where the information is really coming from. They don't understand uh, the thread. Uh, that's the thing that I always, uh, I remember asking my teacher, uh, Catherine, saying, you know, people are really resistant to this idea of the red envelopes. And, and because they read this information in a book, now I'm telling them to do it. Why do they need to send me a red envelope? And, and she said, you have to understand that there's a thread. I have taught you this wisdom and you now have a direct connection to professor, which is a thread of energy that does not exist from a book. That right. is spiritual wisdom. That is not knowledge. And I was like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. <laughs> it's so true. And I would call that lineage. Yes. Right. That's what we call it is lineage. And, you know, we've got eons of lineage, lineage from many different yeah. lineages. And many of them from the same teachers. We had the yeah. same teachers back in the seventies. But we, we didn't, know, we each didn't know each other at all. We <laughs> yeah. never met. Yeah. Talk about synchronicity. We were in the same classes. At the same time. Yeah. Same teachers, same classes, same time. But we didn't meet back then. No. No. So there's something, I think this, this also leads to another important fact. So I took Professor Lin's class for years and years and years and years and years and years. And at least the first 10 years of that, he taught the same class over and over again. He started every class, even later, he started every class with the basics. Mm. And then he might go off onto something else, right? But every class started with the basics, the underlying principles. So one day, you know, people were clamoring for an advanced class, right? So he scheduled an advanced class. So the classes were at a university in San Francisco, and like, let's say, Tuesday night, and he scheduled an advanced class for Thursday night at the temple. And so we all went to that and we learned something new. And then the next Tuesday in the regular class, he taught what he taught in the advanced class. And he was telling us there's no such thing. So, the, you know, this is a lot of information. You can always learn new information, but if you don't get the energy if you don't get the underlying experience on the energetic heart, gut, spiritual level, it's just information. Yes. You don't, you haven't mastered it. And it's only because I took his class so many hundreds of times that I actually <laughs> can teach it. Yeah. You achieve chi you know? cultivation. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. You, you can't learn something just by sitting in a class and and thinking, Americans think they should always be getting new information, right? you know, but actually you're missing out 
you have to get the underlying principle first. Yeah. And then the new information just comes actually. It just, it shows up every time you need it synchronistically. That right there's the wisdom that everybody needs. <laughs> so what is one gift? You know, you have all this spiritual wisdom combined. You've, you've worked with hundreds of teachers over the years. What is the gift that what we are going through right now that you see that we're all experiencing or could experience if we allow to see, if we, you know, choose to see it? I would say that joy exists no matter what else is happening. There you go, folks. <laughs> that's true. The joy, the joy exists anyway, but you have to yeah, tune into it. That's it. Mm, that's a beautiful way to put that. Yeah. You always go back to the joy, the right. celebration of, you always go back to the It's joy. the resistance that causes the pain. Yeah. Mm. Feeling never causes pain, actually. Resistance causes uh. pain. But we don't, know we're, we don't know we're resisting. You know, when people are angry, you can see their bodies get tense. That's a kind of resistance. Right? You're, you're tensing up so you don't feel the anger. You're holding it in. Even if you project it on somebody else, it's the tension of what you're feeling. You're not feeling the anger or whatever the feeling is. That's the key. That's really key. Beautiful. And thank you for saying yes for coming on to this. It's always, always fun to be with you. Yeah. I know. I feel like I could sit and talk for you, with you for hours and hours and hours. Um, say something about the course and how they can. Yeah. If people are interested in finding you, looking you up, interested in, in learning more about the course, where can they go to find you? Well, feelfreefast.com okay. has the courses. Um, is and there one main part, website that they can go to to, to that's start? That's the main website. Well, it's Joy SOS. Yeah, that's still what's on that. Life. Joy no. SOS. No, we haven't said that yet. <laughs> well, we will. We will. Before yeah. the show is on. Uh, I air, we're going to. Yeah. So joysos.life. That will be up. And I just made a beautiful banner. And either, you know, gorgeous. Barry G at Mac.com or Gala at Sonic.net. All right. Well, there you go. You got four or five options to find Barry and Gayla. And if nothing else, you can reach out to us here at the show and say, oh my gosh, I just listened to this amazing show. How do I find them? Yeah, <laughs> so, Amanda definitely knows how to get a hold of us. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying yeah. yes to this and giving once again your just immense amount of knowledge and wisdom to the audience and, and helping um, hopefully help the collective calm down, give us some peace and contentment <laughs> and gratitude and joy. Yes, so thank joy. You. Well, right. thank you so right. much for giving us this opportunity to share. Thank you so much. We love you. Wow. Once again, an incredible show with Barry and Gayla. I want to circle back to what Gayla just said. You really need to sit in this wisdom. Joy exists no matter what else is happening. If you glean nothing else from this show today, I hope that you reflect on that very wisdom right there. Because that right there, my friends, is what will catapult you into empowering yourself and understanding that joy positivity and all the things that you need to uplift your spirit already exist mind blown 
don't forget mastering feng shui enrollment opens uh, or closes this weekend so if you want to take that course be sure to sign up uh, after that i don't know when i'll have it open again may do it again this fall i'm not sure uh, don't forget to check out the Patreon page. You'll get the extended cut of this audio today that also includes a wonderful prayer that Barry included. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in getting a floor plan reading or learning more about me, you can always head on over to my website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a note. We always love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe, because the energy never lies.